have gone to great lengths in the past several years to help us see that Jesus is relatable, that he understands us. But this is only one side of it all. We also cannot lose sight of Jesus in his glory. Let's prepare our hearts as we enter into today's story. Father, we praise you as we come before you right now. May you make Jesus known to us and teach us how to follow him. Spirit, give us eyes to see and ears to hear the words and way of King Jesus and the grace to follow in his path. Prepare our hearts to meet with you in scripture as we pray as Jesus has taught us. Our Father in heaven, holy is your name. May your kingdom come, your will be done, here on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who have sinned against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Mark 9, verses 1 through 13. Then he said to them, Truly I tell you, there are some standing here who will not taste a death until they see the kingdom of God come in power. After six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John and led them up a high mountain by themselves to be alone. He was transfigured in front of them, and his clothes became dazzling, extremely white, as no launderer on earth could whiten them. Elijah appeared to them with Moses, and they were talking with Jesus. Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it's good for us to be here. Let's set up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah, because he did not know what to say, since they were terrified. A cloud appeared overshadowing them, and a voice came from the cloud, This is my beloved son. Listen to him. Suddenly, looking around, they no longer saw anyone with them except Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, he ordered them to tell no one what they had seen until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. They kept this word to themselves, questioning what rising from the dead meant. Then they asked him, Why do the scribes say that Elijah must come first? Elijah does come first and restores all things, he replied. Why then is it written that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be treated with contempt? But I tell you that Elijah has come, and they did whatever they pleased to him, just as it is written about him. Jesus is more than just a wonderful teacher, a prophet with words of wisdom, or even the king. Jesus here reveals himself to his closest disciples in his glory. This story is hard to explain for the gospel writers, and it's hard for us to fully grasp. 
which is the point. For all of Jesus's relatability, his humanity, his understanding of us, he is still completely other. He is far greater than us, far more than we can ever fully grasp. Jesus is not just fully human, but fully God, the one that Moses went up the mountain to meet, the one who Elijah was carried off to. From the very beginning, before time itself, Jesus has always been and always will be God. Let's invite the Spirit to reveal that truth in us as we meditate on this passage a second time. Mark 9, verses 1 to 13. Jesus went on to say, I tell you the truth, some standing here right now will not die before they see the kingdom of God arrive in great power. Six days later, Jesus took Peter, James, and John and led them up a high mountain to be alone. As the men watched, Jesus' appearance was transformed, and his clothes became dazzling white, far whiter than any earthly bleach could ever make them. Then Elijah and Moses appeared and began talking with Jesus. Peter exclaimed, Rabbi, it's wonderful for us to be here. Let's make three shelters as memorials, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He said this because he didn't really know what else to say, for they were all terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my dearly loved son. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, Moses and Elijah were gone, and they saw only Jesus with them. As they went back down the mountain, he told them not to tell anyone what they had seen until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. So they kept it to themselves, but they often asked each other what he meant by rising from the dead. Then they asked him, Why do the teachers of religious law insist that Elijah must return before the Messiah comes? Jesus responded, Elijah is indeed coming first to get everything ready. Yet why do the scriptures say that the Son of Man must suffer greatly and be treated with utter contempt? But I tell you, Elijah has already come, and they chose to abuse him, just as the scriptures predicted. When was the last time you sat in awe at the majesty of Jesus? 
to really reflect on the fact that this Jesus that you are invited to follow, this Jesus that loves you, that invites you to lay your burdens down at his feet, to bring your needs and provide for them, this Jesus is the same God who created the heavens and the earth, the creator and sustainer of all things, the one true creator God. This is who Jesus is. How enormous is the privilege we have as his people to be able to come and be with him, to call him friend. Let's invite the spirit to help us not lose sight of that enormous privilege as we meditate on this passage one last time. Mark 9, verses 1 to 13. I tell you the truth, some of you standing here with me will not taste death until you see the kingdom of God come in power. Six days later, Jesus took Peter, James, and John with him up to a high mountain alone. As he was there, he was transformed in front of their eyes. His clothes all became an unearthly white, dazzling with light. Then Elijah and Moses appeared before them, and they were speaking with Jesus. The disciples were filled with awe and did not know what to say. So Peter said to Jesus, It's good that we're here, isn't it, teacher? We can set up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and a voice spoke from the heavens. This is the son I dearly love. Listen to him. And in an instant, all of that was gone, the cloud, the prophets, the dazzling white, and before the disciples stood simply Jesus. As they were descending from the mountain, Jesus commanded that they say nothing about all of this until after the Son of Man was raised from the dead. They said nothing, although wondered what raising from the dead was all about. They did ask, however, why do the scribes teach that Elijah must come before the Messiah? So Jesus responded to them, Elijah comes first and restores things. Why then is it written that the Son of Man will suffer terrible things and be treated poorly? I tell you, Elijah has come, and they did terrible things to him, just as it was written. Music